Are you angry? No, really. Has that one person got you fuming? Well, call them out. Now's your chance to tell them. You know what? You just made the list. You just made the list. Here we go. Let us know who's on your list. Call 615-737-1025. You just made the list. Now, I'm Darren, Donick, and Chase. All right, it's time for you to feel better on this Friday. It's rainy. It's cold. Somebody or something's probably made you mad. I've had a few things. I'm sure of it. I had to narrow it down. Life just prevents a list. It does. It gives you a list. We got a pair of tickets to see a day to remember and I prevail at Municipal Auditorium. That'll be on November twenty second. That's on a Friday night. But you have to call us and tell us who or what is on your list. Six one five seven three seven one oh two five six one five seven three seven one oh two five Chase, since you've got I mean, and by the way, you can do a couple. It's all, it's all right. It's all uh, good. I, I I've narrowed it down. I'm gonna go with one. I'm gonna go with one because it, it takes some takes some setup. So we all are very aware of what traffic in this city has become. I, I think at this point, it's just part of the daily routine that you know that if you want to go somewhere, you're going to have to take a little extra time than you did before with construction and just more people moving here. So I am very aware that when I leave the show and go home, which I live on the other side of town, it's probably going to take about 30, sometimes 45 minutes, depending on the time of day. And I know I'm going to have to deal with with traffic jams. However, the thing that I have noticed the most... However. <laughs> however, the thing I have noticed the most is you have two types of drivers now. You have the driver that goes way too slow on the interstate. Doesn't matter what lane they're in, but they just, they, they just go... If the speed limit, let's say, is 70, they're doing 55. So you have that person. Or... You have, I'm better than you and have to get where I'm going before you guy that, you know, runs you over. That's a good description, really. That is life. I'm, it's probably like this in every market, but that going around town, if you drive around town, that's a pretty good depiction of what you're going to, you're in for. Right. The the car that is, their time is more valuable than, than yours. They've yeah. got to get to wherever they're getting faster than everybody else or the people that are just taking the. Yeah. Sweet old time. Just ah, la la. And so you la, encounter la, la. in your in your adventures, you encounter one of those, usually, one of those people. And I don't mind the taking their time person. The, yeah. la, just la, get la. out of the way. Just get get over three get three lanes over. Right. Get out of the, the passing lane. But you now, just made the list. Exactly. Now you have you have that the slow person in all three lanes. And so you're having to weave in and out and it's a NASCAR race essentially. Now, there is the rare occurrence when you run into both of those people at the same time. It makes things a little interesting. That's what happened to me the other day. I'm leaving the station, get on Briley Parkway, and then I get on 24. I've decided that I'm going to be brave and take 440 because it, it is the better way for me to go home. So I'm getting over off of Briley. I'm, I'm positioning myself so I can get on 440. I notice... As all this is happening, that we have one car that is, I'm better than you, I have to get where I'm going before you guy, 
that is just like Dale Earnhardt Jr. weaving in and out of cars and you know just blasting the horn and getting mad, banging the steering wheel. And then we have a taxi, which usually the taxis are those people. What's that? I know, right? They're kind of going away. That is just like I'm here just to see the sights. I don't know if they were given a tour, what was going on. But like even starting to tick me off, they were going so slow. So then we have where the you're merging and you have two lanes going to one. We have I have to get where I'm going guy. We had the cab and they are converging all at the same time. The cab then wants to get, you know, upset with the fast person and purposely slows down, turns on the hazard lights, and starts doing 30 while merging onto the interstate. And I'm behind all of this. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? And then we have the going fast person that is trying to get by them. Cab throws the block. Like, I am literally watching a NASCAR race in front of me. Guy throws the block. Cab then swerves into traffic. We almost have... You know, the big one at Talladega. I mean, I I don't know how it didn't happen. And again, I'm watching this unfold thinking to myself, this is going to end poorly for me because somebody's going to come bouncing off into me. Sure. And I'm going to be like, you're in harm's way. I'm going to be, you know, Denny Hamlin that gets caught up in somebody else's mess. That's that's what I'm going to be. And so the cab then tries to swerve to throw the block again. And I'm like, dude, you've lost. Just get out of the way now. Like, what are you doing? And creeps over into the oncoming lanes of traffic while I have to get where I'm going because I'm better than you guy, goes all the way to the far left, then swerves back across to get on 440. Somehow there was not an accident. There were a lot of angry people, including myself. So fast driver in the BMW in the cab. You just made the list. I'll try to make this brief. Um, I feel better. I don't know if you guys saw this on Tuesday night or not, and I actually need a little help because I don't know if this goes on a lot, but I've never seen this before. This was after the Predators game on Tuesday night. Okay? Great night. Preds win 6-1 over the Ducks. Everybody's in a good mood. Everybody knows leaving the arena, you know the Music City Center, right? Right across the Uh street. And then you know that underpass in there where they've got the parking garage, you know, that – and it's built up over there. And the you, it's, like, it's like going through the yeah, it's the six yeah. avenue going through like a tunnel right. right there. Okay. Well, if you're standing there on the corner, you know there's crosswalks right there. Yep. Okay. There's lights. I've never seen this before. And I like I said, I may need help. I don't know if this goes on all the time, but Tuesday night, well after the game, what, usually when we get out of there, what is it, close to eleven, yep. eleven o'clock. The light turns green. The crosswalk, go. And I'm not kidding. I think it was around 40 to 50 hot rod cars or like cars that have souped up lights and big wheels and rims. And, uh, you know, they've obviously put money into their cars. They come out from underneath the Music City Center where, you know, going underneath. And they're turning to go like they're going toward... Uh, they're on Demumbering now, right? Yeah. But they're going away from downtown. They're going. So they're basically turning left off the They're of going toward to go like the J Dub yeah. and all that, right? Yeah, the yeah, Westin. Yeah. Right. Okay, they're going that way. They don't stop. They just the, ignore the, the crosswalk. The, no, they don't. 
ignore the crosswalk. They they ignored the lights. Oh no, they just <laughs> like like fifty cars. They just went one after they another. Said, they said like, red light. Everybody stopped through the red lights. Oh yeah, everybody's like nobody could do anything. Like we asked Marshall Widener. We're like sitting there going, what what is happening? And should we be concerned? Like what what is happening? I've never seen this before. So they're in like older hot rods, is that what you said? Well, I just, I don't know if it's... They're like, hey, we really run this town, folks. We run this town. Yes. Our town. And there was like 50 of them. <laughs> and it just kept going and going, and they had their music, but going and going, and everybody's just standing there going, you, the cars, nobody can do anything. Pedestrians can't do anything. And it was like the train, you know, you're at the crossing, you're like, I'm pretty sure it's getting ready in now. And then it just keeps going. You're like, gosh, this train's got to be at the end, right? So we're all doing the same thing. The light's already gone. It's blown through. It's already red. It's, and they just keep turning. And this went on. Huh. I've never seen this before. I don't even know what it is. I don't know if it is a thing. I don't know if anybody else has seen this. But like I said, there were about 50 souped-up cars and or they just put had put money into them, you know. It was cars. I guess they just drive around and show off their cars. I don't know, but clearly they have no rules. I guess they feel like, hey, we go in a pack and everybody just has to stop, and we're going to do whatever we want to do. Strength in numbers. You just made the list. I've never seen that before. It was the strangest, most bizarre thing I've ever seen. Where literally everything halted, and everybody's looking around, whether you're a pedestrian or in your car, going, "What's happening?" And they just kept coming, and they just ignored everything. Huh? That I've never, I've never heard of that. No, no. This uh, is this is maybe new. they just so think we territory. really enjoy watching their cars. I, I, going through red I, lights. I don't. Oh yeah, like they they just, they had no rules at all. They just literally took their, over downtown. Weren't their regular cars not part of them on the street somewhere? What did they yes. do when they, did they? Just... Some of them went around them up on the sidewalk and came really? back down. Yes, to stay in line in form. They were going around other cars up on sidewalks and then coming just to make sure that they all stayed together. They, they didn't hit anybody on a scooter? No. I didn't see any scooters <laughs> laying around with them. Oh, man. Carcass that or anything? bizarre. I, I, it's like I said, I've never seen it. I don't know if this goes on all the time. Clearly, you guys have never seen anything I, like I've it. I've never seen anything like or it. Or heard anything of it. That, that's how everybody felt. At least that's what I felt. So those people, and I'm sure they're not listening but you know, rules do well, we'll apply know, to you. We'll know in a second. I mean, rules do apply to you. Like I get it, it uh, strength in numbers, but you do have to like obey the lights. And there's rules for you too. I know you you're all trying to get somewhere together, but more times than not, fifty cars can't stay together downtown when there's lights yeah. every block. You just made the list. All right, here's mine. Uh, I have a very simple one, but it's one that I, I've had, and I'm curious if everybody's had this before, but. On the list is the mileage gauge when your tank gets down close to empty. You know, usually you have a yellow light that mm-hmm. comes on that's you know, and then it's evolved over years. You know, I I recently switched cars a couple months ago. It's not a brand new car. It's a car that's several years old. It's got a lot of miles on it, but it's in good shape. Just getting to know your car. You gotta know how much your car can go once the gauge goes down, right? You gotta have a and sometimes feel. you learn that the hard way to yes, find that. Yes, out. and I'm hopefully I won't because I was down to the last few fumes here we, getting here and i still got to get to the airport well over there. stated we, on this show that we flirt with gas disaster yes we do but here's here is my issue today when i got in the car it says you have 23 miles left mm-hmm. 
And I'm thinking, okay, that gets me to gets me to work. Should have gone last night, coming home from the game. I, I said to myself, self, you should go get, get gas. gas. Because you'll forget in the morning, and you'll be you scrambling. Gotta you got to pack. You got to get. Airport. Yep. And sure enough, I get in my car. But I was like, okay, I'm all right. 23 miles. That'll get me there. But no sooner do I go down the road, about two minutes, it's down to like 18. I'm like, I haven't gone five miles. I've gone like 0.5 of a mile. Then I get on the highway a couple miles down further. Probably overall I've traveled four miles, five miles at this point, And the thing starts clicking, you know, the blink. It went from 18 to zero. Where was 17, 16, 14, 12, 10? Hmm. What happened? Does this happen it's to you guys? It's not accurate. It's, yeah. It's not supposed to and be And so accurate. I'm just, my heart's beating a little bit going, okay. I, I, I mean, think I, I'm all I, right, but uh, I haven't had this, had this car very long. And obviously I made it, but can't we get a little, I mean, I keep thinking over time this will get more so smooth out. But this has been the is, case. Of, you want to take it to bone dry, and you want it to be able to tell you when you're about to go bone dry. And you're upset that you can't take it to the last drop <laughs> before I, getting gas. This is what you're upset over? I just don't want to go from 23 to zero in about two Well, you miles. know it's not 23 to zero. According so to the somewhere gauge, it's, it just went yeah. – like I've always gone by the line, right? The line's on the E. I'm like, is it a little bit above the E? If it's a little bit above the E, I still got a little this bit. This is a little bit of a flawed That's complaint. Old, I'm like, going to be real. Really, this is a flawed complaint. The number, though, I was thinking, okay, this is good. 20-something miles work for me. That's not that far. I can get to work but with you a few have to miles to spare. But you the airport, and so you, you, you've already set it up where you knew you should have done this right. last night. Absolutely. You knew it. Yeah, Absolutely. I'm going to be honest. I, I think you kind of need to put yourself on the list. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta, this is a flaw. I mean, no, wait, you flawed. can't do that to no, me. No, this this is, I'm I, allowed to vent. I want to go all the way to the last drop in my car. I will tell it. me like, if I can go another mile or not before look, I run out of gas. But look, it went we, from 20-something to nothing. But you, at this point, you know your car. Like, so no, I, not that well. I've only had a few months. Well, you're going to have to learn the hard oh, way. You it's coming. Again. You're going to... If I call you guys in a sputtering. few minutes and going, I need a yeah, ride, need a ride. Uh, yeah. the rest of the way here. My car is on the side of the road. Guess you learned a little bit about your car. Okay. But you, you just can, made the list. But you guys are on the list because you can't put me on the list no, when I'm putting pl- my thing on the list. This is flawed. This is this you just made the list. This is my selection. I'm allowed to do this and vent without You're, you guys you putting are, me on the list. You are, but that doesn't mean we have to agree yeah, with you. I mean, it's a, that's... You guys don't have this issue with the gauge oh, ever. Come on. No, we yes, do. We do the same thing, but we're not going to complain I know. that it's and, not And I've accurate. known for years that this happens on these gauges, right? I'm just wondering why this happens because it happens all the time. It says, okay, you have 35 miles, and the next thing you know, it says 10. And because then it your goes car to, is constantly I've changing. I've driven right? on zero. You know, miles to empty, oh, I zero. just did it on the I've way done, here. Zero. I just I've did it on that. the way here. Half my trip, at least, was on zero. Okay. We're going to see what? Really I started pull. off on 20. You get what you get. I get what I get. Yeah. Chase gets what he gets because we do this. All three of us. We're guilty. Okay. How many? So get? if you run out of gas, it's going to be on yeah, you. Here's the thing. So you're projecting on me by putting me on the list. You're, you're trying to blame the yourself. manufacturer. You're trying I to blame the manufacturer. This is a you problem. Since I've had this car... I I get to about 25. I'm like, I'm going to play it safe because I learned the hard way in a previous vehicle, and that was an ordeal, and I don't want to do that again. Yeah. I mean, I look, we're with you, but you can't blame the car. Come on. This is driver <laughs> error. Come on.
It's okay. Come on, Willie, you're better than that. You just made the list. Uh, <laughs> Flannel Fred says on Twitter, sounds like Willie recently saw the old Seinfeld episode where Kramer does the same very thing, but just does it uh, for the thrill of it. <laughs> do you do it for the thrill of it? No, I don't think no. so. I mean, Willie, listen, you've changed. Okay, you're you're you're, you're skipping Food Friday because you're going to have your little meal on the plane and get pampered, and you know you you expect somebody to go get gas for you. I mean, what's going on? What happened to the Willie I knew? I mean, that, I got to be honest, that was one of your weaker ones. I mean, I want to go. I want to. I want to be able to take it to the end in my car. Not telling me the truth. When you get in your car and it truth. tells you how many miles you have left, you just want that to be accurate. That's all I ask. I just, I want, just want to know. You know what? Write, write the manufacturer. Tell them your problem. If See you tell me say. I got seven miles, I got seven miles. If you tell me I got 20-something miles, I'm just going to go with that. Well, city and then all driving of a sudden it and, switches to nothing. By the way, city driving and highway driving, depending on the traffic, it, it can change, too. It can fluctuate. You know, you're... What kind of gas you're getting? What kind of mileage you're getting? I just want to know that if if he runs out on the way to the airport, if some of the Preds are listening right now, will they pull over and help Willie, or are they going to laugh at him? Not like if we they've would. heard this. Yeah, guys, <laughs> uh, they, will, they will honk and wave. If you see around the, around the corner, there's a car, a white car that's blinking <laughs> with the hazards on, I, I, and a guy out there with his thumb, that's me. All right, Can we'll you guys come swing back. by and grab me and take me to the signature? <laughs> Loaded lines. Luckily, it's not far from here. Uh, loaded lines. We'll get your complaints on the other side. You just made the list. Next on Darren, Donnie, and Chase. <laughs> well done, Max. If you see Willie on the side of the road, help him get to the airport. Or don't. That makes for a better story. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, if I, if then I'll have to do the movie, right? From this, Forrest Gump. I'll just have to jog. You will. Uh, yeah. I'll be jogging with a bag. Hey, you packed light, so you're you're in good shape. <laughs> we yeah, turn on the, one gamer. We turn on the broadcast tomorrow and see Pete on TV and Hal <laughs> just solo on radio. We know what happened. <laughs> oh, good stuff. All right, let's get your your phone calls. Your complaints. Safe travels, Willie D. Yes, we told him it was it was weak sauce. Fill up. He's like, come on, guys. He was still trying to talk us into it. That was a good one. I was like, no, no come on. You're better than that. Let's go to Doug. Doug, get us started. Who or what's on your list? I'm going to try to change this for you, Willie, because your friends are trying to tell you something. It's obvious. You can't handle the truth. <laughs> so I'm going to change this to who I think made the list. There's, you know, the UT quarterback, Brian Maurer, has had a concussion each of his last two games. He even posted on his Instagram. He was at Vanderbilt University, which I think was kind of bad. And they since recently had asked him to delete that post. He was being evaluated at Bandy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's all pretty obvious that, you know, I'm a guy that listens to sports. I'm at a sports lunch bar eating lunch by myself. And these guys are having a serious conversation of quarterback Mauer playing Saturday. And then I read in the paper where he's listed as doubtful, not out for Saturday's game. So, Coach Pruitt or anybody else for that matter, if you think that that young man needs to play against South Carolina – and as a UT fan, you feel like you need to play him just to get an SEC win, knowing his public medical history for the last two weeks. You just made the list. You yeah. just made the list. I, I hope for their sake. That was like kind of our break oh. with Willie. That was kind of what it just happened. Such a great movie, too. Uh, we're with you, Doug, seen. by the way. He he does not need to see the field. He does not. Like I, 
and that's that's just me saying, man, I'm concerned. Like you, you're getting, yeah, you know, this is becoming an issue way too fast, right? Yeah, consecutive weeks, I mean, like that's kind of scary stuff. Yeah, you can't mess with that. So no. I mean, I, I think I just hope I really don't think he needs to see the field. Just no, I no, would be and surprised. You, and, and I know they've played better since he's been the quarterback, but you got to think about long term. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, let's see who's next. Oh, we got to go to our resident Bucks fan. We got to. It's it's his week. It is his week. Curtis, who or what is on your list? Well, first I'm putting myself on the list. Okay. I was, you know, like you said, this was my week. I was so excited about this week, getting to go to the see a Bucks game without having to fly to Tampa. Mm-hmm. Um, earlier in the week, I was busy at one of my restaurants, and a client called me. And, and I was in the middle of something, and he asked me if I could, you know, take on a new challenge up in Boston. I said, sure, not thinking about it. Turns out I may have to fly up there this weekend and miss the game. Oh, come on. Oh, you didn't you think about it. it. Curtis, this I is was, your week. I was in the, it's your game. I know. I was in the middle of fixing this new restaurant that I just took over, completely in the weeds, not <laughs> thinking about it, just trying to get off the phone. Um, And agreed. And... Normally, I would call and reschedule, but the, you know, but he called me that you know, if he needs me up there, it's for a pretty big emergency. So I'm hoping that we put it off till Monday. Now, now wait That's a minute. What are you supposed to know? Like, when is this gonna? This where does good, it okay, teeter on whether you're in or you're out? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. I will like know when? either tonight or in the morning. See, um, it'll most likely be overnight. Okay. But at the latest. I have to know by 8 in the morning. Okay, okay. What's your gut right now telling you? What's your gut saying? Well, with my luck, I'm probably going to have to go to Boston. Oh, my gosh. Um, you just made the but, list. <laughs> basically, you know, I'm a consultant, so I fix people's businesses that are failing. And, you know, you just get in the habit of saying yes. <laughs> you know, and then yeah, I was just, I was so, like, afterwards, I didn't even think about it. And then my brother called me to see if I got the tickets for the game yet. And then it dawned on me what I just agreed to do. Wow. Wow. So 8 8 a.m. tomorrow morning is the cutoff time. Yes, because, I mean, obviously I've got to have time to, you know, get a ticket, get everything set up. So if I don't know by 8 a.m., that's on them, and I can tell them I'll be up there when I get up there. I mean, could you not tell them, hey, uh, I need to know by, like, 9 o'clock tonight, like, whether this is happening or not? He's supposed to let me know tonight. But I've kind of dealt with him before, uh, and he's not the – um. well, obviously, let's be honest. If he was the most reliable person, he probably wouldn't need me to come help fix his business. Yeah, that's a good so, point. Uh, we're um, going to need an update yeah. on Monday. Yeah, we, we, honestly, we really we're gonna are. Need, we're going to need you to call in Monday. We're going to need to find out how this played out. I would definitely call in on Monday. I, Curtis, thank you. And I, I we're rooting for you. I cannot believe you're in this pickle. Uh, you, of all people, I you mean, get there the sometimes. number one Bucks fan. In this city, this is your week, man. This is your game. This is the Curtis game. Yes. And what? You may have to go out of town. But if you don't, I, I think everyone has probably gotten themselves into a position like that before not thinking. I know I have, but, you know, and I'm going to honor my commitments, but I'm also going to think, okay, do I have some outs? How, how can I get out of this? <laughs> I have stopped because I feel like times I wake up and I don't even remember, I don't know what day it is. Like I don't ever say yes. I I have to walk myself through yeah 
everything. I because I've been, I'm learning look, that. I'm, I'm going to be older. honest. I've I've done what Curtis has done, but oh, you yeah. don't. But now I've learned, like, don't wait a minute. Do not say yes or no until you have walked yourself through this week or whatever time frame, and make sure you've got all your ducks in a row. Like, okay, what's going on here? What's going on there? Because if you don't, more times than not, you'll be in that jam. Right. I agree. I think. I think. Honestly, from my gauging that call, I think he's in trouble. I think he's yeah, going to be out of town. He might be. Um, I think. SOL, as they say. Yes. <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. Mike, who or what is on your list? Man, it's tough to follow up that. That guy's, yeah, I kind of hate it for him. I've heard him call multiple times. That's, that's sad. But anyway, so I have a seven-month-old little boy that I like to think is fairly cute. Now, <laughs> let me preface this with the fact that I'm not a germaphobe by any stretch of the imagination. Okay. But once you have a kid, you slowly kind of become one. Yep. And you notice things more as you go along. I'm putting two separate groups on the list. One first, the people at my church that are like face kisser, like head kissers, don't get anywhere near my child with your your dirty mouth, especially if after you've been <laughs> eating, smoking, doing any of this. Like, hey, if I don't know you, you're not kissing my baby, let alone on the cheek, close to the mouth and stuff. Like, people, get away. That's that's reserved for mom, and that's just almost about it to be square with you. And the second. I got some coworkers at work that got to meet my son for the first time, and we have we have a one coworker. I'm not going to blast him publicly with his name or anything like that, but he was changing trash and with not wearing gloves, and then decided after he was done changing the trash that that was a good time to come over to hold and the meet baby. my kid. Yeah, yeah. You just made the list. Yeah. So again, let's just you know, practical, safe. It's cold. It's flu season. Let's not. Let's not touch my kid I, if I don't. What, what's rich. up with the ba- help me with this? What's up with the baby kissers, Mike? Like I, I don't like people you don't really it, know it, that it, well. Like that's kind of strange to me. Right. Okay. So it's, it's other mothers or grandmothers. It's just like it's a thing yeah. where it's like if your grandmother okay. wants to give you a kiss, they'll do the kiss on the cheek thing. But again, it, it was like we have certain people that want like almost damn near kiss them on the lips. It's like, what do you know? Whoa, that's just that just that never like I'll, I'll give you, for example, this is why I'm I'm, I'm intrigued by this, because, yeah. you know, I get there's been, you know, you you live at the arena and you meet all these fans and you're around them and they come to games. And so you get to know them. Right. It's, it's what we've talked about. It becomes right like an extended family. So I've been around a lot of these Predators fans and they're having kids and. They're bringing them into Barrel House, and I, you know, I'm around the kid, and I, I feel like you know, we don't know it, we know each other, we don't know each other, we, we talk all the time, but you know, it's not like we hang out outside of the arena. Like I said, it's just like a different family, but it never crosses my mind, even though we talk about their kids, I see their kids, I wave at them, I high five, but to kiss them, I don't like that's just yeah. so it, odd. If you can, if you can make, if my son is not is clearly having a rough time, you can come by and you can make them laugh. You know, a silly face sure. or, yeah. or something, great. But if you want to kiss him anywhere on the face, <laughs> I'm pretty sure we need to be married first. Yeah, that <laughs> is so weird. Mike, thank you. That's a good thank one. Thank you, guys. Very good. You that, just made the list. Yeah, they deserve that. Like, you, come on. You can't do that. I agree. Come on. I, I, he's right. It, it's like, you better be blood related to do that. I'm sorry. And even then, it depends on who you are. Yeah, well, that's true. Let's go to Adam. Adam. Who or what is on your list? Uh, yeah, I was going to say, man, hey, Curtis, bring me back a Red Sox hat because you're on the way, bro. Like, <laughs> no way. 
There's no way you're not going, dude. You're going. Uh, so, I, I'm. You guys may not know this about me. I work right next to you. I work in the Dell Building, and uh, oh, okay. If you, ha- if you hang a left out of your parking lot and go down, you will find the best Taco Bell I've ever eaten at in my life. Just past Nashboro Village, and uh, the yep. customer service is so good. The food's so good. It's wonderful, right? Are you being serious? Down, dead serious. Okay. The best Taco Bell you'll ever eat at in your life. Okay. Um, so I work there Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I work down here Tuesday, Thursday. I'm at home in Portland, and you go and I, me and my wife, we discussed it. Like we only want to eat at this Taco Bell because it's so good, and we decided to try the one that was next to our house. Man, it's just like my world's been turned upside down. Like the food was awful, the service was bad, the lines were long. We were late for everything. Like everything that could have went wrong in this experience went wrong. And I just wanted to put Taco Bell on the list. Like, how's that not standardized, man? Like, I feel like it should be awesome everywhere. I know it's not going to be, but, man, from one experience to the next is so crazy. But, yeah, uh, key takeaway, go to that Taco Bell. is really awesome. Hey, Adam. You just made the list. Real quick, is that, Dell, Bu- is that Dell Building uh, haunted? Uh, it used to be, uh, it's a side story, and I don't think she listens to the show, so I'm going to tell the story. Uh, it used to be a mental institution. Yes, that, that's they exactly. Built, that's what I'm getting they at. built onto it, and uh, yeah, my wife actually had a family member who was in that institute, passed away in that institute, so she's like, she plays it out, man. She's like, yeah, it's, you know, it's my relative, I always say hi when I go to the bathroom, nobody's in there, you know, just being goofy, but... Yeah. Yes, it's pretty crazy, man. But, yeah, I hear stories. I and, do, too. Uh, there are some creepy long hallways in there for sure. <laughs> Adam, thank you. And, by the way, thanks for the heads up. We've not we've not done that place. Have a great weekend. We, guys, I, he's kind of – it's just right down the road yeah. from I – mean, that's – we we don't ever. We need to investigate. Yeah, we never – let's find out what Adam's talking about. I mean, that was a ringing endorsement. It's it's less than – or what, about a mile from yeah, here. Yeah, not far at all. If that – Let's go to, what is that, Jonah? Jonah, who or what's on your list? My friend Peyton is on my list. All right. Three days ago, he tagged me in this uh, tweet. Vandy is probably the 50th most most popular college football team in the state of Tennessee. And he's a big Tennessee fan. And I reply, our programs have the same approach to fandom. We are both two and five, and we refer to our school as Whichever sports program is thriving school. The reason we are rivals, however, is your school's arrogance since you had Peyton Manning and your constant bragging about the year 98. Your school's most recent national title was 08. Tennessee does not even have a title in this decade, while Vandy has two national championships in this decade. Wow. Joe. You just made the list. Bringing the smackdown. I like that. With West End and East Tennessee. Man. So... Do oh, wait, that UT was the best. Vandy. The, the hey. Lady Vols? Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. How about that? It's been a while since we've had that smack talk, that smack session. Let's go to Land- Landon. Yeah, Landon, who or what's on your list? Hey, guys. Uh, I've been a season ticket holder for about four years for the Preds now, and I recently was able to upgrade my seats, and this year I've got this lady in front of me who I've been to every game but one. Every game, she's constantly bad-mouthing the Preds. She's saying that the team's horrible, that they just need to up and move. My question is, why do you even get tickets if all you're going to do is bad-mouth the team and just constantly sit there and be degrading when someone that could enjoy the experience be there? 
You just made the list. My guess, Landon, this is just my guess without knowing that person, that's just probably how they are in life would be my guess. Mm, yeah. Because if you if you complain about this team and this run in that fashion, I, I don't know how you couldn't complain about everything, honestly. Yeah, it's, not, it's not even like she watches the game. All she does is sit there and play on her phone the entire time. When a goal scores, she'll scoff and be like, yep, that's not good enough. Well, like I said, I think she's just a complainer. <laughs> we'll be my angry, just yeah. an angry, Thank you, angry Landon. person. Thanks, Ed. Golly, how could you complain about that? I mean, really? Yeah, they're they just up some, and move. They're just what? some negative people in this world. Yeah, Chris, final one. Who or what is on your list? Yes, sir. Just wanted to appreciate you taking my call. Thank you and Willie for your show. Been listening to you for twenty years. You're welcome. I'll be forty-five next week. Uh, wow. That's on my list because I work for a, a grocery chain. Um, from Kentucky, uh, Tennessee, but live in South Carolina. So I work for a grocery chain, and it's getting close to Thanksgiving, Christmas. Uh, about a month away from Thanksgiving, two months from Christmas. And I had some customers ask me the other day, uh, you guys going to be open on Thanksgiving or Christmas? I said, well, well, no. I said, we're closed. Well, why not? What if I forget something? Well, I've got family coming in. Why can't you be open? That self-centeredness right there <laughs> kind of just made my list. <laughs> I don't blame you, Chris. That's a, that's a good one. You Thank just you. made the list. What, what kind of statement is that to make? I don't well, know. Wait a minute. I've, I've got stuff to do. I mean, you need to come on. By the way, <laughs> Nick on Twitter says that Willie can hit that Taco Bell on his way to the gas station. <laughs> <laughs> we'll come good. back. Gary Smith. They've got a playoff game tomorrow at First Tennessee Park. We'll do that next on Darren Donick and Chase, ESPN 1025, the game. Pick six coming up at one o'clock. Be ready for that. Get your calls, get you locked into our contest. Coming up fourth and final hour. Darren Donick and Chase, ESPN 1025 the game. Always love our conversations with our next guest. He's Gary Smith, head coach, Nashville SC, and they are gearing up for their first ever home playoff match in club history this uh this Saturday, tomorrow. Over at First Tennessee Park. Gary, how you doing? I'm doing very well, thank you. Yeah. Good. Congratulations on a successful season. Did you know it was going to go as expected? I think you always hope at the start of the season. I mean, everybody has aspirations of not just being in the playoffs, but obviously competing for a title somewhere. And it's only as things unfold that you start to see the picture a little bit clearer. And I think for all of us at the club, we, we always felt as though we had a, a very strong core of players that came back from last season. And we'd added some some talent, um, some strength. And I think as as we look at the squad, we'd improved across the board. So we, we were all we were excited about the season. And uh, you know, we're pleased to be where we are, of course. Yeah, number two seed in the Eastern Conference. And, you know... It sounds like a silly question, but here goes. I mean, you, everybody knows what next year is. It's the move to MLS. Um, you had a job at hand at your final season at, at, with the USL. It was it hard to keep everybody focused on this season and not thinking big picture and and what's coming up next year. Uh, honestly, I think it's only natural for for players knowing what the next step is. Right. 
and realising what can be achieved for them to, to on the odd occasion, just mentally move away from what's happening in front of them. What all of the guys realised and understood was that they had the very best opportunity in front of uh, the staff that were going to be moving towards MLS to impress and to to be in the box seat, as it were. So therefore, you know, you've you've got a group of players that certainly, from the very outset, had an awful lot to try and prove. Now, it would certainly be wrong of me to say that. Every single player has been completely perfect throughout the year because that isn't true. Um, <laughs> we've had our ups and downs, as all sides do, but I think the, the, the main theme and vein throughout the group has always been that they've had a tremendous spirit as a, as a collective. Um, obviously, they've all got the same aim and, and same vision in, in, uh, in where they want to go. But because of that camaraderie and that determined nature, I think I think we've always been able to bring them back on track and to fight for what's in front of them, knowing that there is some future to that, of course. So, you know, we've we had two plans. One was to perform well in the USL. The other one was to 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 offer the best possible opportunity for these guys to prove themselves. And I I'd like to say at this point we've. Uh, I think we've done quite a good job on both. Yeah, no doubt about it. On a personal note for you, what did it mean to know that you're tra- you're going to make the transition and you're you you know, you get to just continue in this role and you'll be the head coach for the MLS team. What did that mean to you personally? Oh, listen, first and foremost, I'm I'm absolutely delighted of course that I'll be taking the group forward. Um the year itself has has probably been at times, more of a challenge than I could have ever imagined. I, I certainly have a lot of appreciation for for some of the groups that have been through this before me. And maybe at some point, I'll get the opportunity to speak to some of those coaches and find out how they've dealt with it in the past. But, you know, full stop, being being at the helm this year and being able to see the guys working at first hand to have... You know, the likes of Daniel Rios, Cameron Lancaster and, and Derek Jones in the building, knowing that those guys will be moving forward with the group anyway. And then having the opportunity to to get the, the very clearest view of, of the other guys and who might be able to make that jump and, and be part of an MLS group, it's, it's been invaluable. Um, and, you know, in... in personal terms it gives me a great opportunity to be part of the process in recruitment um to to be able to integrate with mike jacobs and chance myers ali mckay and the guys in the front office of course ian air who's heading everything up and and being part of that as we move forward so personally it's, it's been a it's, it's been a very um, important move to be able to piece all that together, really. Gary Smith is with us, Nashville SC's head coach. They will take on Charleston Battery tomorrow at 7 o'clock at, at uh, First Tennessee Park as they start the playoffs. Charleston Battery, your opponent, played 120 minutes plus penalty kicks on Wednesday night. Uh, I know that has to, to kind of help things, but what are your takeaways from that of them playing so much Wednesday night as they get ready for tomorrow? 
Well, look, I'd certainly rather be in our position. Um, they've had a tough game, a lot of travel, um, and, uh, you know, we've had a little bit more time to prepare. However, we've played this Charleston side three times this year, and on all three occasions, it's been nothing short of, of tough. They're a group that understand and appreciate what it is to be in the postseason. Their manager, head coach, has, has gotten that side into the postseason in every single year that he's been there. So you, you've got some some serious experience of the position that they're in. And they're a strong, well-organised and very, very capable group. So no one's taking them for granted. Um, we're in a very good run ourselves. There's a lot of confidence in the camp. We've got some really nice momentum and we're in some good form, as I said. So we're looking forward to Saturday night. We're very excited by it. It's a wonderful occasion for the fans and, and something that I think we'd all hope for at the start of the season and now we can live it. Gary, you, you were obviously talking earlier about MLS and building for the future, but with this season right now and, and playing in a, in a playoff game, hosting the first ever playoff game for the franchise, being able to try and win a title, what would that mean for the USL club that's been around the last couple of years and all the hard work that you and your staff and the players have been able to put forth to, to be able to, to move to MLS? Obviously, that's, that's the goal. That's what's happening. But to be able to close the USL chapter with a title, what would that mean? Uh, listen, if we could achieve that, it'd be phenomenal. I mean, there's been some some incredible work going on over the last two years. And I think we've made some wonderful strides, both on and off the field. I mean, off the field, it, it goes without saying. We're, you know, we're talking about the steps that we're taking to MLS. Um, as far as the team goes, I think we can see a, a very, very positive curve in the way that we're playing and some of the things that we've achieved throughout the year. We're moving into a very different part of the season, though. We've we've shown over 34 games that we can be consistent. Sadly, missed out on the Eastern Conference regular season title by one point. But we're now moving into a world where it's 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 cut play. It's you know when you're in, and if not, then your season's over. So there's a different mentality. There's a different there's a different attitude towards the game. And, you know, we just have to try and maintain the sort of quality and consistency that we had throughout the year and we'll not be far away. I think the challenge for all of the players is to not get overexcited by the occasion, is to not try and perform in a way that's unnatural and to really hit all the notes that we have in the last six games where we're unbeaten. We've won five of those. We've only conceded one goal. And, and we look in a really good place. So we've got a lot of players back fit. We're, we're firing on all cylinders. And uh, everyone that turns up tomorrow night should expect a, a really exciting encounter. Gary, as you know, uh, having coached for a long time, injuries happen in sport. That's uh, just a part of it. And uh, we all know what happened to Michael Reed earlier in the season with that injury that he sustained. But has your team been able to, you know, with him still being around, been able to rally around him and, and use that as a little extra motivation as they make this run? I, I think you're absolutely right about that. Um, Michael is a, is a great personality and, and was a terrific captain for the team. And I think when you're in that locker room, 
especially part of the playing side of it, you know, you feel it even more so than maybe we do as staff. I mean, I have a great relationship with Michael, but when he's when he's one of your own and he's out on the field we are and, and such a nasty injury, I think there's an internal feeling of you know, trying to achieve something for such a great character. Um, you know, it's, it's not just Michael that has fallen foul of a nasty injury. I mean, we know that Derek Jones had a very similar injury, been out for five months. Cameron Lancaster's been in and out of the side with injuries. But, but to your point, I think you've, as I mentioned before, you've got a group of guys in there that have got a tremendous camaraderie and spirit. And they certainly have rolled their sleeves up, knuckled down. They've, they've papered over those cracks that appeared and they've pushed on from there. And, you know, we look a, we look a good side in good form and, and ready for what comes next. Gary, we always enjoy our visits with you. Best of luck tomorrow. And uh, certainly we will talk to you down the road. Thanks for doing this. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. All right. That is Gary Smith, head coach, Nashville SC. Tomorrow night, that game, that playoff game against Charleston Battery will be on 94.9 Game 2, pregame beginning at 6.45 p.m. So, boy, we've got a loaded lineup on uh, Saturday night. We've got the Preds, Lightning on 102.5 the game, and, of course, Nashville SC in their playoff game on 94.9 Game 2. Um, wanted to pass something else along. Uh, our thoughts and prayers are with... Uh, Chuck Merriweather, a great man who we've known, uh, got to know for a long time in this town, spent a long time as an MLB umpire. I know his son, Jeremy, works with the Predators. He's been there for many, many years. And we're just thinking about his dad, Chuck, who uh, has been dealing with some tough, Mm -hmm. tough medical stuff and um, took, unfortunately, a turn for the worse here recently. And so just wanted to let him know that we're thinking about him. Yeah, absolutely. A, his dad's a is a really good man. If you've ever been around Chuck Merriweather, man, he's he's an awesome dude. And boy, did he have stories to tell. We used to have him on and tell stories. I mean, you know, he's yeah, major league baseball umpire for a long time. When I first started with with you guys as a producer, I remember having him on and just sitting there, just leaning back, just listening to the stories that he could tell. So, and I and I, you know, obviously listening over the years, he's been on with you guys. So. Yeah, thoughts and prayers. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, we will uh, come back and get things started on the fourth and final hour with pick six. I don't think I'm going to be very excited about the review. I don't believe Chase is going to be extremely excited. We'll do that, and plus you'll jump in there. Remember, this year's twist, and it has been uh, a huge hit with you listeners. When you call, If you get locked into our contest via the phone, you get two top shelf picks you can always play along with us you don't have to call in to participate if you do it online at thegamenashville.com but just know you only get one top shelf if you call in you get two so a little bit of an advantage of jumping in there and getting locked in via the telephone 615-737-1025 pick six just around the corner on espn 1025 the game